McCall recognized the man on the horse as he raced through the crowd. It was the same person that had passed him on the wagon as McCall walked toward Sheol. He was missing his second horse, the wagon, and what looked like most of his sanity. Blood streaked across his clothing and face. The horse he rode upon looked anxious and exhausted, snorting and stomping its feet in fear. The man stopped the horse at the bottom of the stairs, shouting at the people around him to stay away from the moaner he dragged behind. It looked like a skeleton with some meat still hanging from it, and not much else. Dust and dirt caked against its wet, exposed muscles, covering parts of it in globs of mud. Stay back! The man dismounted the horse and ran around to the moaner, giving it a swift kick in the shoulder, sending it back to the earth. He stepped on its back with both feet and held it down. Don't come near! The people around him began to panic. Many of them crossed themselves as they took in the skinless man before them. McCall took the steps two at a time and stood in front of the man holding the moaner down. You! the man said. You saved my life! What's your name? McCall asked him. Bill, he said. What happened, Bill? They were out there just like you said. Hundreds, no, thousands of them. The entire desert was black with them. He pointed down at the moaner he stood upon. This one and another came up to me, and I tried to help them, but they attacked one of my horses. I should have believed you, but how could I know? I thought you were crazy. McCall put a hand on his shoulder to calm him down. His words came faster as he spoke, his syllables blending together, making it hard to understand him. His face turned red as he recanted his tale. Ease up. McCall left his hand there for a moment, trying to force him to relax. He let go after a few moments and motioned for him to continue. Bill took a deep breath. You told me what was out there, but I thought you were crazy. They tore chunks out of my horse like they were digging in dirt. I shot one of them five times, but he wouldn't stay down. What you said came to me then, and I put my last bullet in his head. The crowd closed in around them, listening intently to Bill's story. Their eyes got bigger and their mouths dropped slacker with every word that backed up what Karen and McCall had told them. Hearing it from one of their own had more of an impact on them than McCall could have ever hoped to accomplish by himself. I managed to get Betsy here unhooked from the wagon and we took off, he said. He gave the horse a pat on the shoulder. After we got a little ways off, I turned her back around. I knew that no one would believe me unless I took one of them back to town. I lassoed this one and tied him to Betsy. How far out are they? McCall asked. He appreciated the guts it must have taken for Bill to go back and wrangle a moaner. They were maybe a mile or two past the woods, the man said. There were so many. Gary and Mike came around the gallows and stood next to McCall, looking down at the moaner in revulsion. The old man that had given Mad Dog so much trouble came behind them, his face absent of the rosy color that had been there moments before. Step back, McCall told Bill. He pulled his pistol out and put a round in the moaner's chest. The bullet punctured through its ribcage, creating a small hole. Only a few drops of blood came out. It tried to push itself to its feet, but too much muscle had been torn away from its arms. It flopped on the ground instead, rocking back and forth in place. McCall turned to the old man. 
You still think we're lying? What the hell? How can he be alive? The elder asked. He took an instinctive step back. Mad Dog put another bullet into its neck. It didn't seem to notice. Is everyone seeing this? McCall looked around at his audience, pointing down at the moaner. Do you understand what is coming for you now? Karen stood at the top of the stairs and looked down at him, nodding her approval. The only way to kill these things is to put a round into their heads, McCall said. He fired one more bullet, blowing out a chunk of skull just behind its left ear. Its body went limp on the ground. This is what is coming to wipe you out. Only there are thousands of them. Karen came down the steps behind them and stood next to McCall. It gets worse. If you die at their hands, you become one of them. The same thing happens even if they only wound you.